morning, good air of Shabbos, everybody. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm actually right here in my own house. It's very exciting. We'll talk more about that right after we hear all about Table for Two. Uh, it's a very special edition of our show. We've hit our one-year anniversary, uh, so we're really excited. I have to thank our sponsors, first of and foremost, uh, Appleton Hyman. Uh, you are our sponsor for the whole year of 2014 for your anniversary year. Uh, so uh, thank you for being our sponsor and being part of the uh, Table for Two team. Um, so just a little bit about the show and who we are. I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontov, for Pesach. Yes, Pesach gets its own mention when we talk about Yontov. And uh, I give cooking classes. I cater all the time. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, I am your gal. Hope you'll tune in every week and hear about our uh, exciting cooking adventures, our kosher food traveling, and our sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week. So uh, I'd like to hear about your experiences too. So uh, email me at Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Very easy. Or you can join my Facebook page, The Aussie Gourmet. Or you can go- join me on Twitter or Pinterest or you can join up my newsletter. I got lots of interest on my newsletter, which is really nice. So thank you all the listeners uh, that have been email, emailing me in through my website or at Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. If you have a great recipe, you've eaten at a great restaurant, you want me to find out about an ingredient for you and I mention it on the show, I can do the research for you. Let me know. I'd love to be involved. I've been getting actually lots of phone calls and emails from people about recipes that I've had uh, in the Jewish Home uh, newspaper in the last couple of weeks, and we'll talk more about that uh, when we do our recipe section. So it's the anniversary show, and we thought we would do it in my house at my own kitchen table. What a better way to have a show for Table for Two at my kitchen table. So I just want to thank ZK for coming uh, down to Woodmere from Brooklyn on a crazy Friday morning because we've had crazy weather and crazy traffic and potholes on the road and crazy things going on. So um, thank you, ZK, for coming. We're going to have a great show and then we're going to have a really great eat afterwards as we try to always do on every show that we tape together. Um, so I just want to take a moment to thank uh, the rest of my sponsors uh, for the last year. Uh, that I've been doing. I've actually recorded over 40 shows. This is actually show 41. Uh, so we ended out on a nice even number there uh, for the last year, for the first year's sh- uh, anniversary. Um, okay, so first and foremost, Nachum and Miriam, thanks guys so much for everything. It's been incredible. I found a whole new career. I think about this show 24-7. It probably, um, hopefully it permeates into my show. Um, but really, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, monthly sponsors from last year, um, Scott Fagan from Traditions and Dr. Rivka Steen from Brooklyn, York, Jay and Sandy Tao from AHC Appliances who did two months and we did a live show from there as well. The amazing, as always, Gourmet Glut, Studio Ina, uh, Ina Coppell, and now I'd like to thank our yearly sponsors, uh, which have been Abels and Hyman as well. So thank you, everybody. Um, we've got some, actually, I've got some gifts for you all, so you'll be getting a little private visit from me uh, in the next week or so. Um, so I spoke to Seth, who's the owner of Abel's and Hyman, and, you know, I mentioned, you know, we were just talking, talking shop, talking hot dog recipes, actually. And, you know, I told him it was our anniversary, uh, this week, and it, you know, 
doing this for a year now. He goes, let's do a giveaway. He goes, I know your listeners love giveaways. So I thought, let's do a giveaway. So um, he said, I'm going to, he said to me, he's going to give away to anybody that will email me. Like we've done all the other giveaways. You have to email me at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. You would get a case of assorted provisions from Abel's and Hyman's Meats. The only provision is, <laughs> provisor is that you must live in the United States because we cannot send meat out of the country. Not Canada, not Mexico, not Australia, not Israel. So I'm really sorry to our foreign listeners. But um, you, if you live in the United States, you can uh, put in and send me an email, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. Write in the memo, Abel's and Hyman Meat uh, Giveaway. Um, and I will put you in the raffle. And Seth is going to actually do the drawing in the studio in a couple of weeks. I'm just going to even, I don't even think uh, ZK knows, but we're going to have a salami and wine pairing with Jay and Seth in the studio in a couple of weeks in honor of uh, upcoming Purim and some fun ideas that we have going. And I'm going to have... Seth, do the drawing. So Naomi at NahumSiegel.com for a case of assorted amazing Abel's and Hyman's meats. Cooking adventures. Had some crazy cooking adventures this week. I was asked by a school in Manhattan, Park East Day School. What an incredible school. They have the healthiest lunch program I've ever seen. And I'm going to talk to Ina Copel, who's my guest. Um, she comes on every, uh, let's say, six weeks or so. And we talk about health and food. Um, and uh, we were talking, you know, she, Mrs. Etra and I were talking. She said, how about you come in? We're having a school Shabbaton, and we want you to cater the Shabbaton, but do it with the kids. Like, make potato kugel with the kids, and then just make enough for 300. So I thought, oh, God, that's a bit of a challenge for me, because, you know, a personal chef usually does tw- 20, 50, maybe 100. But this was about 275 bit nervous. I hope I didn't, you know, I was worried I was literally bite off more than I could chew. Um, but what I did was I prepared all these recipes that were easy for kids, carrot muffins, potato kugel. We even made a corned beef and the kids made the glaze. So it was very hands-on. And then, you know, once the kids left the kitchen, we just multiplied out the recipes and just made a bunch more to cover the amount of people. It was a fabulous event, um, working all week. And I just, you know, hope uh, they have a great meal uh, tonight. It's actually tonight, Friday night. So all the cooking was done all week up until Friday morning because you know where I all am Friday morning. So uh, that's all ready for them and they're going to eat all the food that the kids made. It's really nice to get the kids in the kitchen and this was a really great way to do it by having the kids involved. So that was my big food adventure. I couldn't get to eat at many restaurants this week because I was just busy cooking and that was a lot of fun. So uh, today in my own house, why in my own house I hear you say, we thought people are always asking me what knives do you use? What pots do you use? What ovens do you use? I'd love to see. Do you have a big industrial kitchen? And I don't. I have a regular size kitchen and I don't have an industrial oven. And in a little bit, when I do the cooking segment, I'm going to give you a little mini tour of what I use and how to make your kitchen practical. Mine is not big, but it's super practical and go over some of the equipment that I use to make my life much easier. I'd now like to take this opportunity to welcome my friend, my mentor, (laughs) my fitness guru, Ina Coppell, who sat through this last couple of minutes while I schmoozed away with everyone for my intro. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. I know it's such a crazy time for you to get away because I know you have your whole group of ladies that like (laughs) to come. Your girls. You call them your girls. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And congratulations on the year. And you've done so much. It's incredible watching you. Really inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like, I like, I'm very passionate about whatever I do where when I was teaching or I was working in camp I got a lot of energy and I like to channel it into food and this is just a great way to share some you know 
food and good life and good health and you know ooh. I love it and I love being here this is a blast thank you thank you for joining me right here in, in Woodmere at least I didn't have to make a trip to the Lower no, East Side no problem we, we've, done, we've done a bunch of dragging her out of the studio to drive to the Lower East Side on a Friday morning but and now. it's always fun it's always worth it <laughs> thank you okay so um couple of things. I'm actually going to ask one of my girls to grab me one of Ina's cookies because um, we actually have a visual on. I know a lot of my listeners know um, that you can also go onto YouTube. The U- Nachum Siegel has a YouTube channel um, and you can go onto – oh, thank you. Nachum Siegel at Nachum Siegel Net. You have to go onto YouTube. You go into the search box, Nachum Siegel Net. Thank you, ZK. And um, you can watch us. You Actually, if you're home and you have access to a computer or your iPhone, you can Nachum Siegel Net in the search bar of YouTube and you can actually watch Ina and I do this. So that's why I kind of grabbed a visual because um, I'm, I've got the cookie here. I'm actually opening it up. So not everyone is watching. A lot of people are listening. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm well, this just, makes a lot of sound. You, everyone's hearing the rustle of the the pa- the package being opened up. This is the Ina cookie. It's about I don't know seven inches across, seven mm-hmm. centimeters. What's that? Three inches? It's a, is this three inches? Yeah, three it's a pretty half. big cookie. It's a pretty big cookie. It's it looks like it's packed with so much stuff. So Ina, why don't you describe to us? And I'm going to hold up to the camera for the people that are watching. But describe to us. About this cookie because I, I uh, this is my fuel. Yeah. This is my fuel. And it's funny because the listeners are probably thinking, what, why are we talking about a cookie to a, to somebody who works in a gym facility and is a trainer? Um, it's not really a cookie, but we made it like a cookie. Yeah, I like that better. <clears throat> I know because it's time we stop being afraid of cookies. Yeah. So it's really a power bar, um, but we didn't shape it as such. I made a product to keep my women uh, healthy. I felt like they were always in a rush and they didn't uh, eat enough before their workout and they had no time to eat after. And I turned to Aurelie, uh, my partner, and I said to her, we have to come up with a product that they can just grab and go and that I know is going to meet the needs of uh, everything they need after a workout. And we really brainstormed, and Aurelie's brilliant. And um, we developed a recipe that we believe is superior to any other power bar out there. I like it because it's um, you guys make it yourselves. It's not full of garbage and junk that when you read the back of a power bar no preservatives you don't it's real it's a real product it's fresh you know i always talk about fresh it's fresh Mm -hmm. ingredients how many uh grams of protein now they always talk about protein so it's it's about 14 grams of protein and um, very high there's a lot of um it's whey protein there's a lot of whole oats and wheat germ and a lot of good products in there so can i say whey that's actually technically milk right so Mm -hmm. you can't have this after you've had a salami sandwich right no no it's dairy okay your 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 and hymen or your uh uh, hod golan uh, thinly sliced Deli in a wrap. It's my favorite, one of my favorite lunches. Well, there's nothing wrong with a hot dog. I'm actually a big fan. <laughs> big fan so, of the hot dog, yeah. Me and too. that is my favorite brand. So. Um, yeah, so, so, um, so it is, it is a dairy cookie. Yes. Um, pow, slash pow, power cookie. Let's call power it the bar. power, the power cookie. Um, and, you know, I, it's funny story. Um, I actually can't eat the whole thing at once because it's so filling. I eat half mm-hmm. at a time. So when I wake up, I'm a big fan of the cup of coffee. Very bad about eating breakfast. I'm the biggest offender yes. of not eating breakfast. But I must say Thursday morning, uh, wh- whenever it was, when it was the last snow day, I, I've lost track of yeah. time already. Whatever day it was, my husband didn't have to go to work, but I had to go and cook at uh, Park East Day School. Oh, yeah. So he was home, and I'm like... I'm going to make us breakfast before I head out. I poached two eggs. Mm. We had half an avocado. So I actually ate breakfast. Uh, and I thought, a big breakfast. And yeah. I was not hungry for 
you know, a good four hours, which mm-hmm. is really unusual for me because I get hungry all the time. Um, but when I, when I don't have my breakfast, I need a half a cookie with my yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah. And then I have the other half. It'll I keep you full. Keeps me full for hours. I remember when you came uh, one time to the studio to exercise and you were lightheaded afterwards. Yeah, I was like nauseous. Yeah, and I, and you said, what happened? And I said, you ran out of fuel. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening to people and they're running out of fuel and they're running out of energy and then they can't get the full potential of their workout. <clears throat> so we came up with a product uh, with integrity and really with care and love that we know we would want to give to our own children. And they actually make, Ollie, her partner that she was saying before, yes. actually makes it herself. Yeah. Like, it's not sent out to a chef or someone at a cooking school. No. Or they, they actually make it themselves. Yep. They, they are in a separate in, kitchen. And, they're, and, and uh, you're going to be under the vard yes, yes, of the five to towns. The yep. That's great. Now, how do one order these cookies? Because one of our listeners did order these cookies yeah. from you a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, she loved them. We've had a few orders online and everyone, because I think people are seeking out uh, really a power bar made by people who understand what they're, you know, doing, what their diets are like, what their culture is like, you know, because we take into consideration what Shabbos brings on in Yantif and <clears throat> how you need to eat and what you need to have available. So we have a lot of people ordering from us. And if you go on the website, www.studioinna.com, and you click on the power cookie, protein cookie, you will find all the information to place an order. Okay. Yeah. You know, I always try to find something interesting to talk about on the show because uh, we are a food show and, and this is like a really great uh, hub to bring in and something that I've really yeah, back and you. support. So, you know, it's, you. it's a table for two special. <laughs> Love it. Um, Ina, I've, I've been coming to your studio for the last couple of months. I've been taking some spin classes and I, I, I grew up basically being like a jock in school, wasn't so into mm-hmm. the schoolwork, but I was on every single athletics team at Mariah College in Sydney, Australia, um, except the swim team, not such a good swimmer. I became a better swimmer as I got older, which is funny. Um, and um, I, I really used to work out a lot and, and um, you know, my, I found that when while I was working out, my brain would go, you know, in different places. I would think about dinner or what I'm going to make or what I'm going to eat or the homework I had to do when I was a kid. I was never really focused on myself, on my body. And, how, you know, it's it's got to be about, you know, um, eating right but staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this um, crazy little chip that you, you, you got me to, into. It's about – I wish we had one to show oh, to for the people that are watching, but it's basically about two-by-one-inch mm-hmm. piece, and you strap it um, to your – around your waist, under yeah. your T-shirt. Around your ribcage. And mm-hmm. it, it monitors your heartbeat, and I thought that's great. And why don't you explain the rest? Because I'm getting too excited about it, and you're actually the better expert about it. So it's called uh, Polar Cardio GX, and it's a system where we track your heart rate while you exercise. It's a very uh, advanced um, cardio pulmonary system that we track everybody's heart rate, who comes to class, who's in the spin class. What's really neat about it is that we have an opportunity to see on the screen what's happening for the person on the bike or the person exercising in class. Normally, you know, a person is out there in the room and they're exercising. They're not really, you know, the instructor's not really aware of what's happening inside their body. But with this Polar Cardio GX system, we can really see what the person is feeling, how they're responding to the stimulus of exercise, how they're responding to the stressor of it, and how they're recovering from it. So it gives us a tremendous tool for measuring and for keeping people safe. Like you'll say, Naomi, because my name's up on the screen, I have my heart rate at... 80%. 80%. You'll mm-hmm. say, come on, kick it up. And you, you right. like, I make it look like you can cheat. Like, you can <laughs> no. make it look like you're working hard, but Ina will know 
Because if you're serious about it, you put the polar yeah. chip on and you say, come on, let's step it up. Let's amp it up. It's kind of like when you go to get your EKG read, you know, and they put a strap around you or they, or they, or they tape on something and it's tracking your heart rate. And so this is a very sensitive uh, piece of equipment and it tracks your heart rate. And up on the screen, we'll have squares with everybody's name. And also what's unique about the system is it gives us an opportunity to program everybody's uh, ride and everyone's heart rate and their maximum and, and, and their recovery phase and where they should be working based on their age. Uh, what we know about them, so their you medications. Can't lie. You can't lie about your age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, the more fit you get, the younger we make you. So the the standards and the graph as it goes now from blue to red, if you're exercising a lot and you kind of get used to a certain level of exercise, we make it a little harder for you to reach your maximum intensity. So we're aging you backwards. Some people are in the studio are, are 40-something years old working out like they're 30, mm, and that's I, their heart rate. Like, I'd like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to come to a bit more spin classes. But, you know, um, working away sometimes. Uh, we'll make you, we'll make you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, because a lot of, a lot of my friends, and, and we're going to, you know, shift, uh, conversation a little bit, are very involved in this, um, ride, the high lifeline ride yeah. and the Ohel ride. And now you've got, you've partnered up with them as well to, yeah, it's it's really been to work with them. an awesome experience. Um, we do a lot of training, and because of this heart rate training system, we have an opportunity to give cyclists uh, who are out on the road, people who really train for a sport, not just people who exercise, a lot of feedback. And so when we're training them, we can see their body's response. And that's very appealing to organizations like High Lifeline and OHEL because they want to provide a training program for their riders as they attract people who want to support their charity using fitness. They also want to provide a training program for them. So, so what what's happening is a lot of my friends are are doing this. Um, I'd like to call it a bikeathon, mm-hmm. a, a ride. They call it a ride, but essentially it's a bikeathon. They're gonna ride for thirty, seventy miles. I don't know. Sixty. Sixty. Maybe 60, sixty-two. Sixty-two yeah. miles. Um, That's high lifeline. High lifeline, and I'll hold it. It's a little shorter. Five borough uh, bike tour. Five borough bike tour. Mm. A little later on in the year, right? Uh, in May, I think. In, they're oh, in May. all in May. And, and the other ones are in August. And the other ones are in August. Um, so, so, um, people are basically saying, I'm going to ride this. Will you sponsor me? And you've given them a check. You've done a great tzedakah to great causes. I mean, high mm-hmm. lifeline. How yeah. can you not? And Ohel's amazing. And Ohel. They have a race. They have a run. They don't just have a bikeathon. They have a tremendous amount and of they opportunity. Really, and, and they help so many people. So it's really something that we should all try oh, to support. Absolutely. So, you know, whenever a friend is involved in a tzedakah, I always try to help yes, and they do. help me with my tzedakahs um and and so now ina has partnered up with with these um tzedakah organizations Mm -hmm. to help people who want to do this be trained and fit for it hey you don't want accidents or you don't want to hurt yourself on a you know you you thought two weeks beforehand i'm going to start practicing for a 60 mile ride uphill Mm -hmm. hey you can't do that but it's winter now as we all know a little hard to ride a bike outside right now so um Talk well, to us about how you're making us ride bikes inside. So uh, I really give a lot of credit to the organizations for coming and, and trying to seek a way of taking care of their new riders. A lot of people hesitate taking on something like this. They may be extremely interested in it and say, you know what, I want to do something through the winter season that kind of gets me motivated for exercise and gets me doing something outdoors in the spring and summer. And so then they choose something like this wonderful ride with either Ohel or High Lifeline, and um, both for wonderful causes. And it attracts a lot of people, some novices, some people who just started riding, and then there's some people who've been riding for a while and choose a longer ride. 
But the bottom line is they really made a great decision in, in giving these people an opportunity to train. So the way that we train them is, is two different ways. We provide an opportunity for strength training with our unique starting strength method. And we have a personal training department that will get you strong, strong enough to be efficient on the bike. Right. And, and then, this is a FIFA service. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we've also donated classes. And, and Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, we're full support of all, all of our members who ride. But also we have indoor rides that are really neat. One is starting this Sunday night That's at so 7. That's cool. What's an indoor ride? Like like a spin class? Yeah, well, it's more than a spin class. It's also an opportunity for outdoor riders to bring their actual bikes and hook it up to a trainer on the floor like a base, click in their bike, and then follow a coach. Behind him, we have a screen, and it's going to display the outdoor terrain. <gasps> Over his head is going to be their heart rate, and they have a perfect uh, experience of riding outdoors, except it's inside because in the winter months. It's like one of those virtual <clears throat> things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're indoor, so, out, so we have a group of uh, people who are on spin bikes who are just getting used to learning to ride for that length of time or maybe trying it out to see should they buy a bike and sign up for one of these organizations and then we have people who have ridden before and they're coming because they miss riding outdoors and there's no opportunity well we have a wonderful coach coach ray and he's going to be starting indoor training and he's going to be teaching all of the uh new people how to be efficient on the bike and right because like you know you'd, you'd think that somebody who's doing this has been been riding for a while that's why they can do it but like you Someone like me who's ridden a bike and right. relatively fit can do this ride, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they work you through it. I don't even know how to change gears. Right. Well, they teach you all of that. And then we have the support of South Shore Bike in, on fitness, and they're across the street on Broadway from us. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're amazing. And they're going to come in as a support. They're going to help people click into their trainers, teach them all about their bike. They even have people who they teach to ride bikes, and then those people join the ride. What do you mean, teach them to ride bikes? Some bike? people want to ride a bike, and they've never ridden an one. An adult can't ride yeah, a bike? Yeah, so many. And then the bike shop is an amazing. Justin, he's That's the so owner. Cute. Yeah, they do an amazing job teaching people, and then they sell them the bike, and after they taught them how to ride it, and then they they train on it, and then they go in and they do one of these rides. Can I can I just say something about our South Shore bikes? They were really good because um you know this is completely like I just thought of this now because my first bike I, I promise you I was like in my late twenties before I got my first bicycle mm-hmm. maybe early thirties I I never had a bike I always rode my neighbor's bikes or my brother's mm-hmm. bike I never really owned a bicycle um so. I had this idea in my head when we lived on the, you know, I used to actually live on the Lower East Side yeah. and in Manhattan, and I used to go with my friend Minky Glass. Shout out to you! And and we used to go riding our bikes all the way round from the east side to the west side of Manhattan right. along these beautiful bike trails. I'm not sure I haven't done it since September 11, 2001, where a lot of them were right. destroyed. They had these beautiful bike trails, but I was always going on this bike that's. I got because I thought I was so proud of myself. Went to Toys R Us and I bought myself a bike. <laughs> She's laughing. I bought myself like an eighty dollar bike oh, in like ninety ninety eight, and oh. I was so excited about my what bike. What color was it? I don't know. It's in the garage. You can take a look. <laughs> I don't want to see. We can take the bike to the garage. <laughs> so 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 I was riding this bike from ninety ninety eight, and then for our fifteenth wedding anniversary, we're gonna fast forward to. I just had my 20th. So we're going to fast forward from 1998 to 2008. So about 10 years. So I'm riding this bike for 10 years. On the side for my 15th wedding anniversary, I'm going to buy my husband, Svi, a really good bike. So we could go biking together. Uh-huh. Okay. So I go to South Shore Bikes. He Great. sells me a bike and it wasn't $100, like, right? I was right. shocked that bikes cost that much because remember, I'd bought mine at Toys R Us. Right. <laughs> so I buy him. It costs like, don't tell... Sophia, I hope you're not listening. Um, of course you are, I know. 500 bucks. Yeah. That was our 20th, 15th wedding anniversary. I thought it's yeah. a nice present. I bought him a 500 bike. That's right. Had cooked a whole bunch of kugels and colors <laughs> and 
saved up some money and I bought him this bike. And then I rode his bike and I'm like, oh, what a difference. What a right? difference. Yeah. Going from a $100 bike to a $500 bike. It's well, unbelievable. If you're, if it's like I was riding it. with only half a wheel. Yeah. If you're serious about something, you know, you have to buy a good product. It's like with anything. It, it was, I was completely shocked. If you are going to be doing this ride, yeah, you, you need, need a, good a good bike. You and I'm not bike. saying, you have to buy a $3,000 bike or a $1,500 no. bike. You could buy it, you know, at South Shore Bikes. They, you know, they gave me a good mid-range. Oh, they're such good guys. And yeah. they help us out and they help us with every charity event. They're, they're such generous guys. And, you know, they're just incredible people. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, they sell really good equipment and, and you, they always help us out with everything we do. Yeah. But, it, you know, if we can motivate people with fitness to do charity, then, I mean, that's really up our alley. And I'm excited to participate in anyone that wants help with that. And we want to make sure that when people come to this a decision of doing one of the rides or even a marathon or triathlon or whatever it is they're choosing, that they're prepared for it because you want to walk away with a good feeling. You want to avoid injuries. You want to be very efficient. It's very hard to do what they're doing. And they don't realize the demand on the body until they're up on those hills and, you know, you've got five miles left and you're exhausted. Oh my God. So in order to stay safe, you know, you need to strengthen your body. You need to prepare yourself for that kind of stress. You need to learn how to recover. So we have our yoga program. Now, what does recover mean? You, you, th- you throw, threw that term out a little a bit before. What does recover mean in fitness? So recover means that you've experienced a stimulus, um, good, bad stimulus. It depends how hard you're training, you know, and what it feels like for your body. And you have to now recover it from it, meaning you have to restore your body to homeostasis. Which you, means back to a normal level. How you were before. How you, you had were the stimulus. before. We have to like, you right. know, I don't so, want to say dumb it down. but No, you know, no, like, I understand. I know what you're talking about, but yes. only because I'm, um, I've learned from you the last few months, but not everyone will know. Right. So, so once you change something about yourself or you work very hard, if you can't, you know, feel good after an hour after you've eaten, if you don't feel restored, you can be slightly tired from a hard workout, but if you don't feel refreshed and kind of energized, then it means that your stimulus was too hard on you and you didn't measure it correctly. That's why we use heart rate because if you overwork in class, the stimulus that we provided for you and you provided for yourself in class, which was exercise, you didn't recover from, meaning you didn't restore yourself. You're feeling fatigued all day. You may be too achy for days on end. If your body can't heal itself and regenerate, it cannot strengthen itself. So now I understand even more and I've I, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That you broke it down because you know I kind of overall understood mm-hmm. it, but I'm hoping the listeners also you have like, to benefit from it. Yeah. If you don't benefit from your exercise, you're hurting yourself. You don't want to like feel like you're going to throw up afterwards, right. or no. even a few hours later. <laughs> yeah, like still be. Bleh. Look, the body gets strong after the exercise, not during the exercise. It's when it's recovering, when okay. it's healing itself. If the muscles can repair themselves and grow to be stronger, if your heart is stronger, if you tolerate the stress, because you, you're in balance. You know, you have to be in balance. You have to give yourself just enough, not too much and keep a steady rate of exercise in your life, something that makes you feel good. And, you know, you can be sore and if you can recover that and you can feel better in two days. So it's let's good talk about food and recovery. Besides our delicious cookie that mm. we, we we talk about, um, what would be the <clears throat> optimal lunch? Because you know we've got to bring it back to food. You know, all about food all the time. Yeah, we've we've had a spin class, we've done a workout, or mm-hmm. we've swum for thirty six laps, like some people do. I'm always right. jealous of those people. Yeah. Um, but but um, what should we be eating after a workout? Because I, I heard that's really important. It's really important. It depends what you're doing too. So, you know, if you're doing a strength training program that's exclusively strength training and you're lifting very heavy weight and that's all you're doing and you're not doing any kind of aerobics, so you, the really protein needs to dominate your diet. Fish, fish, some chicken, cheese, eggs, meat. Yeah. All of the things that are considered protein, even milk. 
Um, a lot of times we have kids that are too skinny and they want to participate in sports and the doctor will say, get some weight on them. Whole milk. Whole milk. I had really, some of my kids were really skinny when they were yeah. little. Um, and I used to have to buy them whole milk. That's right. and, like For uh, protein. Whole cream and milkshakes. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put weight on kids the healthiest way. But if you have just done a spin class or a kickboxing class or anything that gets your heart rate up and, you know, uh, you've worked very hard that way, you need to replenish your carbohydrates because you've used a lot of them to do aerobics. You know, the aerobic process uses glycogen. It uses... Which is sugar? Carbs, yes. It, really the way that the body breaks down carbohydrates for energy and it breaks it down with oxygen. And so, you know, you you need to replenish that system. And you have your protein, a normal amount, but, you know, you want to have a balanced meal and you want to have some green vegetables. You know, we, we've, spoken about, uh, we've spoken about all these shakes and juicing that people <clears throat> do. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine going on a three-day juice diet. Come on, ZK. Let's have some reaction about that. He's rolling his eyes. What is a three-day juice diet? I have a rule. I have a rule. If you wouldn't give it to your child, don't give it to yourself. Yeah, that's. A, I actually like that rule. I cannot. I. I I'm not a. I don't. Maybe I don't know what, enough about it. No. I don't know. It, um, everything's a fad. I, I like to chew and swallow. You know, that's a thing with me. Um, not just swallow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But but I am a fan of a shake and a protein shake. And my neighbor Ariella, she's made me some amazing shakes. Oh, great. Um, after she's she's a big rider, and after her exercise. Mm-hmm. When she's gone training, she's made herself a, a shake and she's shared some with me and I loved it. Mm. Um, what would be – if Ina could make a shake now, right? what would be an Ina's shake? Okay, so I would use uh, – because I love chocolate, so I would use the chocolate whey protein powder. Okay. Where does one buy that from, by the way? You, um, you can really get it online or you can go right here to Ezra Pharmacy. Um, oh, as shout out to Ezra Pharmacy. Hi, Ezra Pharmacy. So, um, Or you could go online and you could buy whey protein and there's plenty of them online. And um, it, it must have a hersha, yes, of course, they, they because are you yes, and yes. whatever. And you would take a scoop, and I, I would put it in. Um, some people would put it in milk. I would use uh, probably half milk, half water, because I don't need all that uh, milk in my diet, because I have plenty of dairy. And then I would probably throw in um, some strawberries, uh, some peanut butter for some more protein, and oh, um, I would blend it up. Yeah. With some ice and zzz. yeah, we should do that. <gasps> we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna do that. I like. Yeah, we're know, gonna make a mess. We're gonna make a mess. But <laughs> I figured, Erev Shabbos, we're gonna do a meat cook, a meat demonstration. So stick around. Okay, uh, yeah, totally. Lucky me. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman Meats. We taste better. So, uh, Ina, we're gonna have to get you. In here, we need to do this again, ZK, with some shakes. Maybe oh, yeah. not so much dairy stuff, um, but we can. Ha- can you do parva shakes? Um, almond milk, right? You can do, but almond the whey mil- protein. Oh, the you know. almond. Yeah. When you don't you use. Could, what about using a natural protein? What's a natural protein that we could use? Peanut butter. Well, you could be doing. You know, you can work it up through peanut butter, and you can. And use, nuts. Yeah, you can. You can certainly, you know, recruit a lot of vegetables and things to, to you know, make up protein out, you know. Part of protein shake, right? Because sometimes you know mm. you're flashy. You've had your you can use soy. You've proteins. had a deli wrap for lunch, and you, yeah. you need that afternoon shake because yeah. you want to eat something you've worked out. And yeah, you when you're starving, and, and right away, you know, it's just like liquid liquid fuel, and and it's easy, and you have it, and it packs a lot of the right calories and the right protein, and you're good to go, and it, and it kind of subsides some of your hunger pangs, which is why we created the cookie. So, so talk to me about kale. Kale's one of our superfoods. Mm-hmm. Do you eat a lot of kale? Um, I don't. I'm not a person that likes kale. I okay. know that's just right I know, now. That's, I know. That's, that's very trendy. When I wanted to ask you about it because yeah. I, I hear it thrown out. A lot of be making kale chips. I know. I wish I could get into kale. I really like spinach and I like broccoli. Okay, so and kale get... has a lot of value. I'm not a kale person. 
Right. So I, I started doing it as a chip. I think. Yeah, I'm so sure it's fine. I started experimenting. So I, I threw some in some chicken soup. Not so good. No. I, chips. They make good chips. Maybe I, some salads. I, it's, no, the no. regular kale that you use chip to make with chips, not so good in a salad. It just it was like eating too raw tough. cabbage. It was too tough. That's Give why. Me. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not. <laughs> so, but it was nice as a chip. It was nice. Olive oil, salt, 350. In yeah. the oven till it gets a little Yum. crispy and not burnt because I've burnt them a few times. Cool. I've actually bought them from Gourmet Lad already checked. Yay. Oh, good. Yay, Gourmet oh, Lad is doing that. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of ways to get good food into your body. And I think that once you're done working out, the easiest thing for you to go and do is, is have a wrap. Most girls, like, if they're wondering, you know, what do I have? Have a wrap. I mean, you get your carbs. You can get something with salmon in it and some veggies. And I always encourage everyone, leave the sauce on the side. It's really not necessary, although it tastes good. But fish tastes plenty good. And so do your vegetables. And, and maybe a little splash of balsamic vinegar. Yeah, you can do your own thing. Or lemon juice. I just need that little bit of... Tying yeah. it together, I'm all about absolutely. All the sauce. Yeah, but you don't need to have like those sauces where you you can't even identify them, and then it drowns the wrap. Yeah, but it makes it the bread soggy. Oh, yeah. So get a wrap and and you know make a shake, and and you should be having that after your after your workouts, and then you'll feel good. You'll know when you're eating the right foods because you will feel better. You'll be bouncing around. But when you've had too much and you crash out and you feel like sluggish and really tired, and like you have to go to bed after your workout and after your meal, you've had too much of the wrong foods. You've probably had too many carbs. Carbs are great for you. They have to accompany your protein, and they have to make sense in your diet. Yeah, my mom always says that. You can need to eat a little bit of everything, but you must have a little bit of carb. Yeah. Oh, um, you must. I mean, that's, you know, our energy systems come from. <laughs> right. I said, I, I, I don't want to leave out any of the food groups Hashem gave us. Right. Don't want salt carb. So, you know, yeah. Hashem gave them to us for a reason. Thank God. I mean, eat. You know, eat. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your food. You know, eat. So, speaking of food, Ina, mm. it's oh, yeah. Friday morning. I know I'm going to make us do it. I love it. Because sometimes I don't like to be flashy because I'm a bit nervous. Oh, but let's go for it. Let, let's, we're going to make some, uh, the What's for Dinner segment, which is sponsored by our dear, dear friends at Gourmet Glatt. Um, we're going to actually, ZK is going to turn the camera. I'm going to take off my, can I take it off now? Will they still be able to hear me? Yeah. I'm taking off my headset. Okay, are we going? Am I still on? Oh, it's funny. Okay, just I'll just fix the shuttle. And um, we're gonna go over Ina, and we're gonna make some lamb. Mm. Ina and I have been talking about having wine and I'm a watching. really good meal together. Well, we're gonna be doing it at ten o'clock on a Friday morning, mm-hmm. nine o'clock on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always say, what do I always say, everyone? Come on, you know my favorite expression. Somewhere else yeah. in the world, it's Shabbos already. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm ready. Um, so I'm just gonna make sure this is on properly. Is this on properly? I'll do. <laughs> okay, okay, great. So I can actually walk because I'm wearing a headless mic. So just like we did at our Gourmet Glatt show, we're going to go over to my kitchen. Let's just talk a little bit about my kitchen. Um, well, I don't know if you can get a pan shot of my little kitchen over here. Um, this is my kitchen. This is my oven. It's a GE oven. Uh, it's actually the GE Cafe. I actually love it. I bought it from Sandy Tao at AHC. I have my LG microwave on top. Gets nice and hot, unfortunately, but still holds up really well. Sandy had to try to find me just the right microwave, and she did because she's so professional at what she does. So um, this is my oven. This is where I work from um, and my workspace. As you can see, because it's Erev Shabbos, I have... Two pots of uh, corned beef going on here. Um, I use a calphalon pot. So this is my calphalon pot. I bought it at Macy's years and years ago on sale. Um, you know, there's Macy's coupons and you get the credit card and all that. So I have a really great set. It's not a really expensive set, but it's really, really good quality. People think all clad or some of the higher end brands. I don't even know their names. I know they have these boutique kitchenware stores that sell pots and pans for seven, eight hundred dollars. I felt like I didn't need them and I just got calphalon and they've, 
um, really lasted me over 10 years without, you know, right now it's all dirty because we're cooking, but that's okay. Um, and I've got this one. I got this as a wedding present um, from my aunt and uncle in Australia. Uh, it's over 20 years old. The only thing that's lost is a little black knob. I think when I was moving from Lower East Side to Woodmere, it broke in the boxes, but it's been a really good pot. You want a really, really sturdy pot, um, one that can really just hold up to long, heavy temperatures. And that's what this is because I've had a corned beef going since like 6 o'clock in the morning. It's almost time to take it off. Um, and I've got to make, I took a corned beef deckle. I bought some from Gourmet Glatt. Um, and I'm going to drain them in a little bit and then uh, have them for uh, Shabbat. Corned beef also freezes really well. So I just thought I would share that. Okay, so uh, knife set. People are always asking me what knives I use. I use Global. Here's my little knife block. Can you see my knife block, CK? Um, a little more over? I'll move that here. Is that good? That's my knife block. Um, I took... I took it out of here. Um, I like I like the global knife. Did you all see the Abel's and Hyman sausage uh, salami that I've had drying out for two weeks? That was going to be eaten uh, over Shabbat. Um, so I just it comes with a string. Um, you open up the outer package. You ha- it has a string already built into it. And I always have one since I met Seth Levitt. I've always had. Um, he gave us uh, some server lot when we had our show in uh, Gourmet Glad a couple of weeks ago and now um, I'm doing a salami and I'm going to make my own hard salami. So it lasts about three weeks. So it's in a very aerated spot, um, lots of fresh air flowing around. It will not go bad. So um, there's always one there. Everyone's always making fun of me now that uh, I always have a salami hanging from the middle of the kitchen. So um, I had this great idea that we should, if we're going to do the show in the house, I should make something that is you know, close to my heart. Um, and one of my favorite, favorite dishes is lamb. I grew up on lamb. I love lamb. Australian lamb is awesome. And you can actually buy Australian lamb in Gourmet Glut. So I just want to thank Gourmet Glut for donating this lamb. Lamb is definitely not cheap. Okay. It's, I'm not going to kid you. It's not, it's, uh, not chicken. It's not beef. It's lamb. It's, it's more pricey, but it's so worth it. I'm not saying you should cook it every week unless unless you want to, um, but it's really something when we've got Purim coming up. It makes a beautiful, beautiful presentation for a Purim Sutta. Um, it's so much uh, that we can, uh, you can, great recipes that you can do with lamb, and I thought I will make my favorite recipe. So um, I'm going to just, can you get the lamb in? We've got the lamb in. Okay, so really easy recipe. The key is great Fresh ingredients. Okay, so I'm just going to move my knife block, knife block back. I think I got all that out. Okay, is is the pots in the way? I can, I can I I can move that back. My hands are made of steel. Is that is that okay? Okay, great. And I, of course, we're going to have it. Ina ZK and I are going to have um, lamb and wine <laughs> uh, from Royal Wines. Um, okay, so. Um, I, I'm just going to take some Dijon mustard. Now, I got my um, lamb, as I said, from Gourmet Glatt. Thank you so much for uh, sponsoring our segment. This is our What's for Dinner segment. And we're actually not only going to talk the recipe through because we have the camera as well. We can um, talk and visualize. So I've got um, here in front of me, I have six beautifully Frenched boned lamb chops. I know not everyone's seeing it, so I'm, I'm walking everyone through the recipe just like I do every week. Um, so I've got six bone lamb chops. I put them on a tray lined with, a, with parchment paper. So I've got six lined next to each other. And I'm just taking some Dijon mustard and I'm pouring it, smearing it, I should say, smearing. And this is, you'll see, it's such an easy recipe. 
and so gorgeous. Okay, I'm just smearing it all over. I like Dijon. It's like kind of like the classy mustard. It's not that I don't like uh, yellow mustard either. That's good on a great hot dog, Abelson Hyman hot dog. Okay, and my last little one. I remember when a couple of years ago I went with my now six-year-old when she was one. We went to Australia in the summertime, in the Australian summertime, which was winter in New York, um, and I got to go to Australia for a week, um, and we had a barbecue lamb. My parents put all these lamb chops on the barbecue, and at one years old, my daughter was like holding them up by the, by the bone and just chomping on them like it was a lollipop. I think Ina's daughter, was we were talking before, and mm-hmm. she was calling it on a steak on a stick, steak on so a stick. Uh, yeah. that's a big shout out to her too. Okay, so we've got mustard, just lightly smeared on top of our... Um, on top of our lamb. Okay, now I'm going to take some fresh chives. Now, I bought these checked already at Gomeglat, so if you don't want to check your chives or your vegetables, they will always do it for you. Um, I have fresh parsley, parsley, and I've got mint. I wish you guys could smell this. Smell? Smell the mint. Okay, um, mint is amazing with lamb. It's like, it's actually synonymous with lamb. A lot of people serve lamb with mint jelly. It's very Australian to do that and very English. Okay, so I've got my big pile of fresh herbs. As I cut into them, it's going to release this amazing aromatic flavor. Now I'm going to chop. Um, can they hear me talk while I chop? Okay, it's funny to do it this way. Um, so I'm chopping up my fresh parsley and my fresh uh, mint and my fresh chives. Now, chive is a cousin of an onion. People don't use it so much. It's great for um, decoration or you can use it like a ribbon to wrap meat or chicken up in, like for presentation or just, you know, a really pretty garnish. But it also has that little kick that an onion can have. So, you know, it does need checking, so you have to check it or buy it checked. And I'm actually doing here, I'm doing something called a rock chop. For those who are watching, they can clearly see what I'm doing. But for everyone else, I'm holding the knife at the edge, um, at the tip. Um, I'm holding it down and I'm lifting up the handle and I'm just lifting it and chopping it, lifting it and chopping it, lifting and chopping it and moving it around. So it causes like a rocking motion. And that's how you cut up your herbs, your fresh herbs, all these wonderful aromatics. That's the other term for fresh herbs is known as your aromatics. Aromas from the word aromas. Okay, do you smell it over there? Yeah, it's all good. There's nothing like chives and mint all going together. Okay, so I've got all that chopped up. Now I'm going to throw it in my bowl with freshly made breadcrumbs. Okay, oh, oh, there goes the phone. Pick it up and hang it up. (laughs) He he unplugged it, fantastic. (laughs) Oops, see, it's a real house. Phone does ring in my house. Um, okay, now these are, people always ask me, I feel bad, am I allowed to throw out leftover challah? I go, why would you throw out your leftover challah? They make amazing croutons or breadcrumbs. So um, sometimes um, my kids will go, when I tell them go get a challah from the freezer, I usually bake every week, but I'll freeze my leftover challah, 
um, in case I need fresh breadcrumbs or um, I want to make croutons. So um, I bring up um, I bring up a challah, I put it through my food processor uh, once it's defrosted, of course. Um, some people say you should cut off the crust. Why would you cut off the crust? I love crusts. Um, so, but it just makes a nice fresh. You'll see in a lot of French recipes to you know they use. Uh, leftover or stale bread and you turn it into breadcrumbs, I just use my leftover challah. So um, these are Naomi Nachman's challahs made into Naomi Nachman's breadcrumbs. So just a great way of not, also not throwing things out. So I have my herbs and my fresh breadcrumbs. Okay. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop these into the oven. Oh, sorry, before I pop them into the oven, let's actually, we're putting out our... Um, mixture of our breadcrumbs and our herbs on top of our lamb. Okay, I just want to clarify. So we had what I did. I have my six uh, lamb chops sitting on a cookie sheet lined with parchment paper. I'm now, I schmid it with mustard and then I took, in meanwhile, I took uh, my f- breadcrumbs, which I had chopped up in my food processor, and then I rough, rough chopped up um, pretty fine um, my fresh herbs, and now I'm putting that on top of the mustard. Okay which is on top of the breadcrumbs. No more flavoured breadcrumbs for for us from a can. We now have like our own little batch. And you can pop this back in the freezer. These will actually freeze. Okay, and look how gorgeous that looks. And I'm going to pop this in the oven for about 15 minutes. It cooks really, really fast. I'm going to pop this in the oven for 15 minutes. Look how gorgeous that looks, if those who can see. And it cooks... Super fast at 400 degrees, and here they are already. <laughs> we got that down to a science. Okay, so I'm just going to lift that up just to show everyone how gorgeous that is. I'm going to grab one of my dinner plates from my kitchen cabinet, and you can just present it. You can put one on a plate. This is like one portion. Depends how hungry your crew is. You can crisscross it like that, making a beautiful presentation. You can put in a sweet potato wedge. You can, um, I, I would say you could, you know, like I'm a big fan of sauce. You don't even need a sauce. It just stands so pretty on its own like that. You can maybe put a little bit of, um, here I've got some fresh, here, fresh um, herbs left over from rough chopping it. And we have a really beautiful, delicious meal. Um, and all our lamb and ingredients were sponsored by our friends at that's really good. Um, I think we should eat this, right? Oh, I'm getting nods from Ina and from ZK. So we're going to have a little party with our lamb chops. And we're going to, uh, can we can we go back over there? All right. I'm going to grab my wine. Walking slowly. Am I making you crazy? I'm sorry, ZK. Fine. <laughs> ah, we can We can take it back. All right. Okay. And here we are. Are we good? Okay, one for me. Now, let me just talk about Zmora wine. I can walk and talk. I'm just grabbing the wine glasses while we walk. It's nice to be in my own kitchen. We get to walk around. I actually have these glasses. They are actually from the 2011 Kosher Food and Wine Experience. That is my favorite event of the year in terms of kosher food. Um, Let's go back to the table. Um, Ina's signed up. You're going? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to go. You convinced me. Yeah, it is, is the best, it is the best food show. Um, not that I don't love Kosher Fest. Trust me, I love Kosher Fest. I love all the restaurants. 
Um, but I'm, I, I love going. It's a great event. We actually come home in a limo because we've had a lot of wine and, um, and, and really great restaurants are there and Royal Wine brings out every single bottle of wine that they either make or import or whatever. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's a really a lovely evening. Um, it's at Chelsea Piers. I believe they're just about sold out. If you haven't got your tickets, you can go onto the website. I have convinced so many people to go to that. Yeah. It's a really wonderful and fun evening. Um, Jay Booksbaum, who is a frequent guest, he's the marketing director for Royal Wine. So uh, we had a, yeah. I think you have met him through yeah, us. Um, so so uh, he's going to be there and, and Royal Wines. It's a real wine education. And he's going to talk to us in about a week or two um, yeah. uh, in the studio about what we can expect and to see and to taste and to drink. And it's really a wonderful evening. So why don't we uh, take a little bite of our um, lamb chop? Why don't you Amazing. T- we can, wait, I'm going to eat on air. Oh, my God. I'm going to be flashing. Okay. <laughs> we can't both eat at once. Someone's got to do all this talking. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. Oh, my God. ZK, they're all for you. Mm. Wow. Now, I don't know what it is, the mint? Well, I mean, it's amazing. My daughter had a bit smear so of mustard. I'll take one home for her. Mm-hmm. So I have this great um, wine opener. I can't believe I'm flay chic. <laughs> it's worth it. I know, totally. Lamb all the time I'll be flay chic for. Worth it. You can see how the fresh herbs and the fresh, even the breadcrumbs, just making oh, your yeah. own stuff is good. Um, okay, so I'm using Azmora wine. I'm not a huge red wine, dry red wine drinker. This is actually a nice, um, I am, it's got so. sweet. It's a little sweet, but it's still a red wine. It's a young, semi-sweet Cabernet. So it was a perfect blend. I mm. found this by accident. Love it. Um, and I've really, I buy it by the case. Mm. So we swirl it around. You'll see the legs and the tannins and all that stuff that Jay's taught us all about and Shloma Blaschka also. So let's have a little swirl and a smell of this. And it's just really nice complement to the wine. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Kiddish, Ross. Kiddish. L'chaim. Baruch See, it complements the mint, oh, yeah. right? It's just a really nice wow, flavor great. of everything all together. Absolutely. Here's okay. to you. Thank you. It's always about the food all the time, oh, right? It's incredible. Even at nine something in the morning, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to drink too much now. Um, just a little bit about uh, Gourmet Glut, um, which is really exciting. They just put together this gorgeous, gorgeous, glossy magazine. Um, really love it. Um, it's called uh, Market to Table, and um, it's got um, everyone in the five towns will be getting this. I've um, just got some of their ads, but they've got, you know, meet the people from the store and they've got Schloy who does a lot of uh, their ordering and knows what to, what to buy. And then, of course, look, Shop Talk. That's with our show. CK, that's look. Can we zoom in on that? I don't know if people can see, but that's from um, our, sh- our show at Gourmet Glut. Um, we got a shot of that. Our show at Gourmet Glut and how that we are going to be working together doing our What's for Dinner segment. Uh, along with uh, Abels and Hyman Hod Golan. Um, we had a show there a couple, bleh, about a month ago now. Oh, there was also a whole show. Sn- yeah, what? Like three weeks ago, I think. Yes, I think it's even more. I think it's like four weeks. You know what? It's crazy. <sighs> yeah, it might have been about four weeks ago. You know what's crazy? That that there was also shrouded in crazy weather also. So we were supposed to be one week, then it was another week. Just, you know, like everything's always so weather dependent this year. Um, but, yeah, so they've got all about their concierge and their, you know, just all kinds of 
Oh, recipes by Naomi Nachman. So they have some cool recipes yes. in there and just just things to, you know, they've had going on in the store and something for the kids. I gave a recipe for the pizza. So they're just cute stuff that they've got in the store. So you can, uh, you'll be getting a copy of yours uh, if you live in the five towns or we can send one of these gorgeous little things out to you uh, wherever you live in the United States. So, uh, yeah, we've had a really exciting show. We're going to yeah, fuel great. our bodies. Absolutely. I know we, we've got a spin class. We got a spin class. Yeah, uh, your favorite? Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little addicted to that. Um, so I want to talk now just about a little bit about you know recipes and side dishes that mm-hmm. we want to make for a wintry Shabbos. And mm-hmm. I, I know that as a foodie, we're talking foodie to foodie oh, here. Yeah. Big time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know what I love about you, Ina? That you're you love food and you like to work out and you don't hold back on the food. And oh. so many people do that. I you only live once. I know, man. No, I love that. Gotta eat. Um, so, so um, I, I thought, you know, it, it, we've got all these uh, crazy short Shabbatot in the very cold mm. weather and, you know, it's hard to prepare a lot on these short Fridays, but we've still got, we want something hot and warm to eat. So um, I've spoken about this a lot on Miriam Wallach's show, That's, uh, That's Life, um, when I was a guest on her show. Mm. Um, we spoke about the Yapsik. Now, do you know what Yapsik is? No. Ah, okay. Do you know what Yapsik is? Okay, so getting a nod from CK. A Yapsik is basically an overnight potato kugel that has flunkin at the bottom. Oof. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's decadent. Um, I love, I love, um, flunkin. It's just trying to make sure that your pieces aren't so fatty. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you don't, you don't want a fatty piece. And I've had, I had an article in the Jewish home a couple of weeks ago, um, which I've had great response. And that's why I thought I should bring it into this show. And I, I make one every Friday. And seeing you're in my kitchen, I'm going to be making one right after this for our Shabbat meal. Um, but what, what I do is I take, um, a big Pyrex dish or a 9 by 13 pan. I take about three strips of flanken, but really meaty strips. And you want the bone because it adds so mm-hmm. much flavor, yeah. like bones in the soup. And then I make my regular potato kugel mixture. Whatever batter you want to make, you should use. So for me, if you want to grab pen and paper, <laughs> that's uh, about six or eight large potatoes. I like the Idaho potato. Um, and then a, a large onion, four eggs. I put it all through my food processor. Cannot live without my food processor. Some people like a big fan of the hand grating. I like the food processor. I have this, they call it the potato kugel setting. It's a brawn um food processor, but it has this like really cool great It's a Kugel blade. Yeah, see? see huh. Who knows what I'm talking you have to about? Show me that. Yeah, it's oh, oh we maybe we can turn it over there in a minute. Okay. Oh makes it K crazy. <laughs> um so so I use my Kugel blade and I just put the onions and the eggs mm. and the potatoes through it. Um I add about a tablespoon of salt. I actually taste my batter raw just to make mm-hmm. sure it has yeah. that uh, enough salt. Um and then a little bit of white pepper and I pour that over my uh, uh, meat, which is in my Pyrex pan. So I've now poured kugel batter all over meat. Oh, I cook it for about an, one and a half to two hours at 350. Open, uncovered, delicious. Wow. You could eat it like that, but the half of this, you don't eat it Friday night. You pour right before Shabbos, you pour like a cup of, half a cup of water on it or sometimes chicken soup if you've got it boiling next to you because chicken soup will just add more yes. flavor. Pour it on. Cover it tightly and put it in the oven at 200 degrees till the next day. It cooks slowly, braises that meat, and it is the most melt-in-your-mouth delicious recipe. I'm trying it. It it is great. It's it's a little, you know, 
carb heavy. But it is for Shabbos. But it's for Shabbos. You know, right, I don't think there's calories on Shabbos in any case no. with all those challahs and dip. For Absolutely. sure, there's no way there's calories. But, um, oh, because she did get the wine. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but it's really, it's really a delicious, easy recipe for, for a uh, Shabbos, mm. for a Shabbos lunch. And people are always asking me about the side dishes. One other recipe I must mention. ZK, am I losing my... Use the headset. I can use the headset? Yeah, sure. It can, 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 is this on okay though? You can hear me. Can everybody hear me? Wave if you can hear me. I know you really can't. Okay. Um, so what I do is, um, another, another great recipe, and I got this from my friend Lisa Hawk, um, is you buy a navel pastrami. I've had, I had it in the paper a couple of weeks ago with the, with the same time as the Arpsic, and I've gotten so many emails. It's crazy. Really? And thank you everyone for the emails or phone calls. About this overnight pastrami, you take, um, you buy it at Gourmet Glut, um, you take off the outer wrapper, which is, has the um, foam in the mm-hmm. package, but it's still in the vacuum pack. Put it in a, I, I put it in an 8, 9 by 12 pan, like a foil pan, not even a Pyrex. If you mm-hmm. have, that's fine. Not even a foil, but if you have a Pyrex, that's okay. I fill a half up with water. Mm-hmm. I tightly wrap it. I do this like 15, 20 minutes for I like Shabbat candles, and then I put that in the oven as well at 200. So sometimes I have the Yapsik. And the pastrami. And then my husband goes, don't also make cholent. But the kids will kill me if I don't make cholent. <laughs> so we have an overnight kugel and a cholent. And then this, yeah, and then this overnight pastrami. The overnight pastrami is amazing. Oh, this. So what you do is Shabbos morning, you take it back. You take it out of the oven. Um, Mine is always in my basement oven. So mm-hmm. I go, honey, dear, my yeah. husband, can you bring it up? Because I don't want the kids carrying because it, it has a bit hot. The water's hot. And then I... Tip it into the sink, the hot water from the pan, mm-hmm. and then you have to break open the seal of the vacuum pack oh. around the pastrami. Right. You do it that, like, kind of carefully on a cutting board. Mm. Then you slice the meat. It's like butter. It's amazing. Mm. People, like, have not seen it before, like, go nuts over it. I did it for my parents. They went crazy. Some people put a pastrami in the chocolate, but this yeah. is, like, a different way yeah. to do it. It's great. You can serve it with pickles and different flavored mustards. Cool. So it's just a really great cool. way to eat a hot, uh, really hot, Funky Shabbos Day lunch. So I'm excited to try it. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a gr- a great fun Shabbos Day food. Um, put on a platter and um, yeah, you got a really nice meal there. So I just want to thank everybody once again for a great show. Um, thank you for joining me in my house. It's crazy that we got to do it like this. So uh, our one year anniversary of Table for so Two. Much fun. Um, thank you for joining me, Ina. For the whole thank hour, you. I, I stole you for the whole hour. Uh, ZK for coming out on a crazy Friday morning to join us here and all our amazing sponsors from this past year. We look forward to another great year of Table for Two. We got some exciting giveaways for this week uh, for our one-year anniversary. You live only in the United States. You can email me at Naomi at NahumSiegel.com for Abel's and Hyman, a box of Abel's and Hyman provisions of all their cool delis and, and salamis and server lots. So you'll be getting that in the mail. If you want them, Naomi at Nahum, Naomi at com will put you in the drawing and Seth will pick that out in a couple of weeks. Um, I hope everyone will stay tuned up until Lichbenching. We've got a couple of hours to go. We're going to have our lamb and wine, right, DK, Ina? Maybe my kids will, you know, come down. Not all of them have school today. Um, so we're going to have a lovely day today. Um, and stay listening. We've got music right up until Lichbenching, by our, sponsored by our friends at Get Wine. This is Table for Two, sponsored by our friends Abelson Hyman. Uh, meets and have a great Shabbos, everyone. <laughs>